Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast, a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracting business with the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kenoki. That's me. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Mike. And today I have a special guest from the Gold Coast in Oz. Uh, it's Vinny Vecchio, and he is a he is a the unstoppable tradesman on Instagram. And what he does is help contractors and construction workers stay fit and work on their health and a whole lot of other things like this. So uh I've been checking out his work there on Instagram and he's got awesome results. And, um, you know, from my previous podcast on Monday that, uh, I've really found that, you know, getting control of diet, stress, and sleep has been hugely beneficial to me. And I wish I had always incorporated it in my work with my work for my work. So, okay. Without further ado, Vinny Vecchio, thank you for being here. Pleasure to be here, my man. Great. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and how the Unstoppable Tradesman came about. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, first with the Unstoppable Tradesman, actually, first off, I've been in health coaching or personal training, nutrition coaching, that realm for almost five years. Um, however, the Unstoppable Tradesman has been around for only 11 months. We're actually coming up to a one year at the start of August. Now, when initially when the Unstoppable Tradesman started, or my idea behind starting it was I knew that there was somewhat a gap in the trade tradesman industry regarding health and their work. They're just, I just didn't see anything like this essentially out there for them. So like I was already in the space of coaching men online. Um, however, I thought, you know what, if this is something completely missing in the, and lacking in the industry, I just simply wanted to fill that gap. So mm -hmm. when I first started um, doing this, it, it, yes, I will admit, like when I first started with the Unstoppable Tradesman, it was initially, you know, just very superficial results type of thing. Like let's just say losing weight, um, feeling better, all that type of stuff. However, something that um, was really profound to me when I first, uh, my first five clients actually came into the program <laughs> um, was this. And it was each one of them had one specific, I suppose, mental health challenge as well as a physical health challenge. Like, let's just say the first person that signed up, he mentioned to me that he had suicidal thoughts. Second one said he was on antidepressants. The third one said, you know, suffers from anxiety. Fourth, like they just all had these, these different challenges. And that's when I was like, okay, crap. This is so much bigger than just, you know, a simple weight loss program. This is actually so much more than that. And that's what I've eventually adapted that into where it's not just like, yes, I obviously, you know, people come in to lose weight. That's fine. If that's what, all they want to do, that's cool. But there's also such a big component that's also missing as well. Um, and through that, I've, I've found that, yeah, there's, there's a lot of aspects to unpack with, with tradesmen that have literally led in them to become much better versions of themselves, not just in in work, but more importantly, life after work at home as well. So that's probably the biggest thing that I found when first starting. But yeah, 11 months in and just coming up almost to a year. Yeah, I, I would agree that the, I've never seen anything really targeted towards the construction industry, toward tradesmen. There are some, you know, 
general general things out there for the general public. But I think uh, the industry you're trying to tap into too is a little more ch is challenging because a lot of men it is a male oriented testosterone industry for the most part, and uh, a lot of men don't want to talk about that stuff and they don't want to. They're just like whatever, you know. Yeah, so one thousand percent. Yeah, so, and I would definitely say I was too when I was younger because because I was young and dumb. Yeah, we all were, mate. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and that, that you know that finding that balance, that work life balance, is super important uh, as we go through life here. So, so you do other things besides weight loss, weight loss. Um, but what would you say are some of the weight loss challenges? Because I do, I think that, you know, mental health is a huge part of that. So. Yeah. So with, okay. So first off with weight loss, let's just say this, the only way to scientifically lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit, which is losing it, which is um, consuming amount of calories. That's less than you burn in the day. Now, you don't need me to come on this podcast to tell you that. You can find that on the internet for free. That is just literally how the science works. However, obviously, it's not that simple because challenges do arise and they come up. One of the, I think the main ones that come up for me are three things. One, hunger. Two, cravings. And three, uh, what was the third one? Energy, energy levels. And then also there can be things like the weekend binge uh, as well. Are generally, probably the top four, I would say. So, now let's actually like do a bit of a deep dive into each of them. So with when people generally go on a mission to lose weight, their first strategy is probably the most well-known one. And I don't see it working the best is getting the advice of simply eating less food and moving more. We've all probably done that. Like as soon as we want to lose weight, we just cut down the amount of food we eat and we try like just move, go for runs, do extra cardio, all that type of stuff. Now that doesn't essentially work because if you're someone that eats, you know, a, a big plate worth of food normally, and now you've restricted that to half the size on each meal, you're going to naturally be hungry. Therefore, when you're hungry and you're trying to lose weight, as you can imagine, yes, you might, your willpower might push you through for a couple of days, but then you're more than likely going to give in and then start eating, which will most likely lead to binging, which will most likely lead to weight gain or no weight loss at all. Then with cravings, what most people generally do with, when they have specific cravings and they're going on a weight loss journey is they just want to, I suppose, restrict themselves from sugar, for example. So if you're someone that loves sugar, you restrict yourself that for a month, then you find you lose weight. What happens after a month? <laughs> you reintroduce sugar, sugar, you put the weight back on. <laughs> Same with alcohol can apply to that as well. And then the third one is energy. So again, with most people generally think that under the impression, uh, sorry, they're under the impression that because they're in a calorie deficit, they can eat, whatever they want. Okay. So let's just say if people want to go to McDonald's and get, I don't know, a Big Mac and chips for the entire day. Let's say you eat only Big Mac and chips for your, for your whole day. Yes. Technically you've been in a calorie deficit because you're eating less calories than you burn, but yeah, energy levels be shocking because you'll feel like crap that that specific food hasn't provided you the right amount of nutrients to get you through the day. Therefore you're just feeling terrible for the entire day. Energy levels will get lower which is why food quality is important. So to tackle all three or four of those, okay, would be this. So the first one was hunger, which generally comes from eating less food. My encouragement is actually to eat more food. And we can do that because certain foods have either a low calorie per bite or also known as high volume foods. There's a bunch of them. I can give a few examples. Generally speaking, like any sort of veg, 
is generally a high volume food, meaning you can have quite a, a good amount of it for a low calorie cost, as opposed to let's say other foods like nuts, oils, obviously fast foods and things like that. They're generally higher calories per bite, which means each bite you have, you're most likely going to dip into your, just slightly dip over your, your calorie intake. Or if you don't, you're going to be very hungry because your stomach's still empty essentially. So my advice is trying to actually eat as much food as possible. Okay. And by, by food, increasing food volume and low calorie per bite foods. Then with the cravings, the, the best advice I can give you is make room for the cravings. Like don't just go restrictive straight away that you're, you know, that you, let's just say you love sugar, for example, and you just cut it out from, for a month. It's not gonna, like, as soon as that month's over, you know, you're going to have that. So you may as well make room for it. Like every one week, every two weeks, every three weeks, whatever, whatever it is, two times a week, incorporate it somewhere in your day where you can simply somewhat reward yourself, not so much reward yourself, but have it in that it doesn't feel like you're completely restricting yourself on it. Then with the energy levels, making sure your food quality and the quality of food you're eating is as, at its highest. So as the example again before with Maccas, they're generally low quality foods. They're very processed. So they generally wouldn't provide you the most amount of nutrients. Whereas we want to try to consume as much unprocessed whole foods as possible. Because what that does is that's basically a food that obviously hasn't been processed, but it also has the most amount of nutrients from that particular food source as compared to a processed food. So an example of like a pro unprocessed to processed train is like an unprocessed whole food would be like a pork that you get from a butcher, slice of pork. Then a minimally processed would be something like ham, for example. So this is a little bit, a little bit's happened to it. And then a heavily processed or ultra processed like bacon, for example. So the same type of food, but on three different levels. You want to try to consume as much high quality unprocessed foods. That's going to give you the most amount of nutrients from every food you eat. Because essentially when you're in a calorie deficit, it's also called an energy deficit. So you actually should be slightly lower than your, your standard anyway. So that's why we need to make, make up for that by consuming as much high quality foods as you can. So I hope that kind of helps with tying into everything to do with weight loss and the main challenges as well that can come up. Yeah, that's, uh, and, and I, I think it's still important to tell people that, that it's all about a calorie deficit because we can hear it as many times as we want, but eventually it has to sink in and you have to keep hearing it because it is the only effective thing which I learned on my journey. Uh, and losing weight and uh, and yeah that that switching the proportions of diet from towards that really healthy food has been amazing and it's mm, good it, uh, it really it, it a person can start to crave that good food too because you really yeah. you feel so much better 100 percent exactly so 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 but how do people overcome, you know, their cravings? How do they overcome that, that it is overwhelming because you don't feel good about yourself when you're, when you're starting out, your self-image isn't that great. You, and you keep falling down, you keep binging. Um, you don't really have a plan for food. I mean, what, how do, how should people overcome that to get going in a direction on food? Just to get simply started. With that, yeah. I mean, know. yeah. Like what, 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 or what, how do they overcome that challenge of, of the binging, the craving and, and, and moving themselves in that direction? 
yeah so before i kind of touch on in terms of the craving side of things uh making sure like you don't completely restrict yourself that you actually just allow room for the things that you crave in your diet already because that will do two things one it's obviously not going to make you crave it even more in a month's time when because you've restricted it for so long but two it's going to make you enjoy your current nutrition plan even more because you enjoy these foods so obviously that will make you stick to it longer and one of the big yes calories are, uh, are one of the most important things there's actually a pyramid um by a guy named eric helms and top guy in, in the nutrition space so it goes uh, the actual bottom of the pyramid is adherence, meaning your ability to stick to a plan is actually more important than calories. And then calories are more important than macronutrients and blah, blah, blah. But adherence is the biggest thing. So if you can find something that you can stick to, that's the biggest thing in any nutrition strategy. And if that means that allowing for some room for the things that you crave, then that's, that's a win because that's essentially the, the most important thing. Because that's when people generally go through the other phase of things is they try a nutrition plan that they do not enjoy, that they hate because they're eating, you know, boring, bland foods all the time or they're hungry all the time. They, they do this because they think that's the only way to lose weight when in reality it's not. You can have room for these cravings. You can have room for the things you enjoy because that is the number one factor to dictate your success in any nutrition strategy that you have. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, everything in moderation, I think, is the important key there and because you can't restrict yourself because then, then life isn't that fun. You want it, yeah, you know, no, I mean, I, we like eating. I, I love eating. I, I love good food, but that, yeah, it's all about uh, proportions. And you'd only lose 4.5 in the exact time frame with bad sleep. Sorry. If you were to lose 10 kilos or 10 pounds in, with good sleep in three mm -hmm. months, you're going to lose four and a half in that same time frame. So that's an incredible difference for the same amount of work sleep has pretty much resulted in more than over just over half of your potential uh weight loss so that's a huge factor just in that study alone <laughs> as yes. you can imagine yeah it's it's phenomenal and then i know we're not talking about uh, muscle growth but it actually can decrease the fraction of muscle growth by 60 percent on the other side mm -hmm. of things when you can maximize your sleep you actually can max maximize weight loss and you can maximize muscle growth by 40 percent. that's what studies are showing so I simply implement that in the program because it's huge in like, there's so many other areas that it's, it's responsible for as well. Obviously energy, obviously just feeling better when you wake up, that's going to have a, like, if you wake up and you feel crap, that's going to relay in your whole day. Whereas if you wake up and feel good, same thing applies. So that's why there's a lot of factors that sleep influence, but that's one of the biggest ones. Um, just by saying that alone, that's one of the biggest reasons why I'd put that in any strategy with anyone wanting to lose weight because that that's it you, you just want to maximize it as much as you can yes yes obviously what i was saying before the nutrition side of things that is important but if we can just do these little other things on the outside then that's just going to maximize it even more and that's what we want we want to just get the best result possible and by doing every single thing we can possible by influencing any factor as well then with stress stress is a funny one but there's a lot of factors that stress would uh influence this uh, generally speaking, I know this for a fact that studies do show that so when we stress, we release a hormone called cortisol. Increased cortisol levels lead to decreased testosterone levels. When our testosterone is slightly low, we find it easier to put on fat, as well as a bunch of other things as well, such as even lower on energy, low sex drive, a bunch of things. So that's another thing. And then with stress, tying into kind of what I was saying before, 
when we release cortisol, we actually increase our uh, cravings for unhealthy foods and we increase our appetites. We want to eat unhealthy foods all the time. That's what another study shows. So with those three components, as you can imagine, that, that just makes weight loss a lot harder if you're not sleeping adequately and you're not, and you're not managing your stress effectively, which is why those two components I think are important because, again, just maximizing everything you can to make your weight loss journey so much easier. Yeah, it it starts a positive feedback loop. And, and uh, I read, I I talked about this a little bit in my podcast the other day. And I read that, you know, if you people that sleep four hours a night versus 10, also gain weight, because they have more opportunities to eat. (laughs) They just, yeah, they're awake longer. So they eat again. Yes, that's, that's true. And then when you don't sleep, you, you definitely make poor food choices. I know that for sure. Cause I didn't sleep yes. well for years and, and I ate out all the time and because I was yeah. busy and that was bad. It got bad. That's actually, that's a good point to bring up because like, let's say you wake up tired, your energy levels are low. Therefore, let's just say your decision-making will be very impaired. So you, if you don't have your breakfast prepared, then you'd go straight to work. If you're at work and you're still feeling low on energy, all your body wants to do is just get some sort of food in you which is where most people generally go to the closest convenience store or the fast food joint and just buy something and eat the hell out of it. They might feel good for that, that minute that they finish it, but then an hour, two hours later, they just hit their slump again. No doubt. Yeah, that's just what, that's a re- yeah, that's a vicious cycle that some people can get into. So that's a good point to bring up. Yeah. I, I, I would say that, you know, cause then you don't sleep well, you hit the snooze bar 10 times, you're late for, you're running out the door, you grab some crappy food or from the store or whatever. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah it's a really bad cycle to get into so um and yeah and it it gets endless you have to have food that you know is good for you that you have access to in your home yes you have to make it accessible and easy uh and not have to prep it every single time like each meal so so then all this relates to your program. Do you want to tell, tell me a little bit about the program and then we can, we can touch upon uh, kind of my experience after that. Yeah. Beautiful. So, well, essentially everything I've kind of mentioned already is obviously uh, things that go in it, but we do cover six different aspects, aspects, just the simple terms is obviously we cover training, nutrition, mental health, uh, recovery, which ties into sleep and stress uh, habits and daily routines. So a combination of all that I have found to work incredibly well because it does target not just what you're training, not just what you're eating, but literally every other component. And it's essentially what you're doing on a day-to-day that can help you really enhance your results and get you a really a really good result in a really fast time as well. Like I'm not promising you lose 10 kilos in two weeks, not that, not that fast time, but it's more about like we can do everything possible to get you the quickest and most effective result possible. Um, but yeah, that's with our program, that's just the six components that come with it. Everything is specifically tailored to tradesmen and construction workers. So it's not like I, I hear this all the time that most people or most tradesmen, they generally think that they need to, uh, change their entire schedule just to fit a nutrition plan into their schedule for, uh, into their schedule. For example, that's actually the opposite is true with this. So like, I've seen this from time to time, like, you know, if you're getting a nutrition plan and it's like giving you. You have to, as you just said before, you have to prep and cook every single meal like three times a day. 
that's not sustainable. That's not, never going to work for any construction worker, I don't think. And as we were saying before, adherence is the biggest factor. So if you can't stick to it, none of, none of the rest matters. So that's why I, want, I create things that actually work in, with already their busy schedule. That if, yes, like obviously if you have a bit freer time, you might have more opportunities to do specific things in the program. That's cool. But we allow things to have the bare minimum as well. So our training component or the minimum requirement of our training component, which we call the powerful body protocol, only takes a minimum of 60 minutes per week. So oh, gotcha. that, that, that's, that's a minimum requirement. So because, and like, obviously if you have more time, we can do more, that's great. But the reason for that is because the intensities we use within the program is scientifically proven to gain, stimulate the maximum amount of muscle possible. And then the frequency, frequency that we use, so how many times we train each muscle group twice a week, is designed to build 48% more muscle compared to doing the, bro, the traditional bro split or training once per week. So through that, we can maximize everything we do in that 60 minutes so you're not wasting any time and you're getting the most bang for your buck. That's the idea of our training component. Uh, and then nutrition as like everything else, like it's just, it's just whatever the person needs at the time. But that's generally the biggest factors that, that come with it. Because I, I think with the biggest challenges, like I speak to a lot of tradesmen, over my, especially over the last 11 months. And the biggest thing, probably the biggest challenge that I think any of them have faced is no time or lack of time. That's number one. Number two is probably no energy or lack of energy. Number three might be no motivation or lack of motivation. They're probably the top three, but definitely lack of time or no time is the biggest challenge that they face. So creating something that solves that is what I found to be one of the most influential things because they don't have to change their schedule like crazy. They can simply just do already what they're doing and just add a bit of a bonus to their day. Okay. And so you, this program is, it's one-on-one. You, you, you talk to each person kind of, they fill out some paperwork or something or just interview them and talk to them and then. Correct. Yeah. So we have, yeah. So we have one to 12 month options in the program. Um, but essentially, yeah, it's, it's one-on-one coaching. It's not group coaching. So everyone gets one-on-one individual attention. It's online as well. So 100% online. So I work with people from four different countries at the moment right now. Um, but yeah, one-on-one, we have weekly calls every single week, exactly like my, 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 mine and your Zoom interview right now. And basically, they just let me know exactly what's happened really well, that happened, what didn't go well. We worked through it together. They'd be provided with some next steps and then we get them moving forward. So they literally, all the tradesmen that complete the program never stay stuck because this, the calls, the constant calls and support is provided for them. And it's designed so they never stay stuck again because whatever they need support with at the time is exactly what they'll be supported with at the time. And mm-hmm. obviously outside the calls, that's when they'd be provided all their, their plans, their tools, everything else that they need and that's relevant to them to help them get whatever result they're after. That's great. And, and uh, it's, it's awesome that you're offering this to help people because it's, it's really daunting to do it on your own. I've personally lost weight a lot of times only to put it right back on in a few, just a few months, just because of the way my schedule works. And, uh, you know, I, I made a decision in 2020 to finally just deal with everything. But, uh, prior to that, you know, it was, I would lose 10, 20 pounds, five, 10 kilos of every spring and without fail. Cause I ski, I cross country ski. I exercise a lot in the spring. My schedule's more open. 
summer comes and I just drive my truck buying stuff for my employees and, and eating out constantly. And every meal I eat probably has, you know, I buy lunch, I've eaten more calories than I need for the day. And I've still got dinner and other stuff to go. Yeah. So, um, and I read on your, I read on your, uh, Instagram page that, that tradesmen eat nearly twice the calories they need in a day on average. That was a stu- yeah. That was a study that uh, was shown, I think by construction, a constructive quote, they'll call them, they eat 1500. Oh, I forgot the exact study. The, something that they eat 4,000 calories overall, which most of the time that's generally over their, their maintenance yeah. by, by quite a bit. Yeah. So so between April 1st and September 31st last year, I lost 20 kilos. Nice. Congrats. And it was a lot of work. What was the um, time frame between that? Sorry. What did you say? It was sorry? six months. Six months. Six months. Okay, yeah. cool. Nice. Yeah. Six months. And um, so a year later, a year, a year from when I started, I was still maintaining that. Um, middle school weight which i hadn't seen in Good. in 30 something years um which is pretty amazing and but i needed i needed i needed other things besides just trying to eat less and exercise and i knew for years that i have sleep apnea and i i talked about this in my last episode i knew that i wasn't getting enough sleep not just because i was stressed out of my mind because of work but because my because my brain wasn't functioning at night the way it should be so um so i got a sleep test i have a cpap now um and i got that during this during my the time i was um i had already started trying to lose weight and was very serious about it so i was exercising making sure i move a, a lot every day but I thought that sleep was the thing that needed, I needed to push over the top. And once I had this machine, I was sleeping eight hours a night instantly, every night, go to bed at 10, get up at six. And it was, it was I've, never, I've never felt like this before. So, so that, was, uh, that really helped me push through and, uh, and carry on and reach my, actually, I kind of exceeded my goal and then pushed it a little further. Good. Because I Congrats, man. thank you. Because I, I said, why not? Just keep going. So, what's the total weight loss at the at the moment? Oh, so I'm I'm still maintaining. I'm I'm still maintaining right there. The, and the twenty and I, Yeah, and I I Good. I'm I'm fluctuating up and down a little bit, depending on. Like in May, I was injured, so I wasn't exercising as much. I it was definitely two weeks when I didn't really exercise at all. I just kind of did what I had to do every day, and yep. And uh, it's really easy to put weight back on. So I picked up a couple, um, but, but now I have the tools. I know what to do. And I, I have a, you know, I have a food program pretty much that I follow daily and it makes, it makes, it makes eating super easy and I rarely eat out anymore. Great. Um, Perfect. So, because I enjoy the food so much more. Yes. There we go. See the difference? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And when you were eating less food and exercising more, were you enjoying the foods there when you were bouncing up and down with your weight? Well, it was just different you, because then I was still, 
So I was that, say, were you enjoying your strategy though while doing that? Yes. Okay. Well, was I enjoying it while? You mean in the first year of the wait over the six months? Yeah, when you're fluctuating. Yeah. I, yeah. I. I. I, uh, I really. I mean. I. I really enjoy the. The meal more i enjoy i'm i'm much more conscious uh, conscious of what when i'm hungry and why i'm hungry yes and i eat kind of at a, i eat regimented times now you know I, I i have breakfast at nine in the morning so i have a smoothie every day and then i have lunch right. at 12 30 and i go for a walk after lunch almost every day and then you know try to eat dinner before seven and so I look forward to it. I, I just think about food differently. I, I look forward to it. Good. Whereas before I just fed myself I'm like, Oh man, I'm starving. And then you just shove it all in and, <laughs> yeah. and you enjoy it, but it's a way different way of enjoying it. Yeah. You know, you enjoy so, it, but then you hate it in like two, you hate yourself in two seconds time. Because right. You feel Cause, like cause you can't crap. move. Yeah. Cause you can't, yeah. you're, you're lethargic <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fall into your food coma. That's and, yeah, that's yeah. So, so with that, you know, I had mad, I had really bad acid reflux before all this for years and was taking, you know, medication for it and not like prescribed medication over the counter stuff, but you know, like guys in their forties do. And, and I thought, this is ridiculous. How, how come, how come I can't like figure out a way just to live without eating these pills every day? Cause my, I've got such bad heartburn. So, so it's been an amazing journey and I, and I just wanted to share that with people because I want them to know you can do it. You know, you don't have, you don't have to be 20 kilos overweight. Mm, no, well done, brother. It's a good, yeah. good story. Indeed a good story. Hey, um, the second half of this interview is going to air tomorrow. And in that interview, Vinny's going to talk about strategies to deal with stress it's really awesome information and um and nutrition strategies for mental health which is also pretty fascinating so we'll catch you guys here tomorrow that's all i got later thanks for listening today go ahead and email me if you want to be on the show or want to tell me what you like or don't like about it at my email info at the contracting And this is where I say, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe wherever you source your podcast. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Later.